Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Andy Brant Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Jason Scobie, our special guest. Jason and his team will be appearing this weekend at GalaxyCon to discuss the relaunch of Ghostbusting 9-11 series. We'll be right back with Jason and the family. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. I'm rocking out, man. Jason Scobie, ladies and gentlemen, GalaxyCon. So first time he's going to be here. Is that correct? Yeah, yes. this is our first GalaxyCon. We used to have Wizard World here, but they stopped doing it here in Minneapolis. But now they're bringing in GalaxyCon, which is like the same thing. Um, you're going to have big celebrities, you know, people from Star Trek and everything. But then we have Jason Scobie from Ghostbuster 911. Ghostbuster 911. Not 911. <laughs> yeah, not 911. Yeah, Ghostbuster 911 would not be good, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Good afternoon. How are you? Marvelous. How are you? Jason Scobie is a local filmmaker and co-creator of the fan series Ghostbuster 911 which marries the reality TV show Cops format and the Ghostbusters series into a funny, frightful combination and even features a guest appearance by original Ghostbuster, Ernie Hudson. I love Ernie, man. I love interviewing Ernie. He's a good guy. Don't you think? Oh, Ernie is a great guy. We love talking to him. And he, he, he really likes our series, too. So it was pretty easy to convince him to do a cameo. Because he lives here a lot of the time now, doesn't he, in Minneapolis? Yeah, um, I heard he bought a house in Burnsville. Burnsville, there so you he go. has, yep. yeah, two properties: one out west in uh, Hollywood and one here. Big shot. That's all I know. 
Jason and his team yeah. will be appearing yeah. this weekend at GalaxyCon to discuss the relaunch of Ghostbusting 911. Tell me all about the, the relaunching. What's it all about? Well, uh, a while back when we first started the series, it was more an accident. Uh, we wanted to always film something. And I went crazy for Halloween once, and I built some Ghostbusters outfits and looked at my station wagon one day and decided, you know, that's going to make a good Ghostbuster car. So we just went out on Halloween, me and the guys, and um, that turned into the idea of doing a fake reality show. A buddy of mine who always hounds me to film something because, you know, we get out of school, we start doing our careers, you know, life starts moving. We always wanted to go back and do something, so we decided to write these little skits, if you will, and sort of film in the style of cops. And we really didn't have any idea what we were going to do with it. We were just filming stuff and coming up with ideas and and, uh, asking property owners if we can show up and do some stuff. And it originally aired on Roseville Public Access, CTV Channel 15, and they're the ones who allowed us to use the equipment. And... It started growing lakes. We started uh, meeting people along the way. People would, would stop by to see what all the fuss is because we'd have our cars out, our cameras, and, and uh, we use a lot of emergency lights in the show. And we uh, <clears throat> met some actors who just stumbled upon our production, and we started reaching out to actors to because uh, our scripts became more elaborate and, and had more ideas for more characters and this went on for quite a while, and we finally were able to air our first episode, which was a half hour long, and we wanted it to feel like you were watching a real reality TV show, complete with fake commercial breaks. Oh, so really? we would come up with a fake product and shoot a fake commercial, and then it led to some commercials that we were filming. It turns out there are hundreds of Ghostbusters groups around the country and the world, and a handful of them are filming their own like fan series, if you will. So we started cross-promoting these things in our commercial breaks. And after about seven half-hour episodes, um, <laughs> most of us got married, started moving away, and things started fading into the into the sunset, if you will. And um, I've been chopping at the bit for years to get back to it, and me and uh, some of the original guys decided, why not? It's, it's fairly easy to do. We don't have to get too elaborate with production equipment, because really... It's, since it's a fake reality show, all we do is have a camera and a light and a microphone. And it gives you that feel like you're watching an episode of Cops or Reno 911, if you will. Right. So it's loaded with a lot of comedy, too. Do you have uh, Nick Swartzen on roller skates, like in Reno 911? <laughs> no. No, but we reached out to him and asked if he'd want to do a, a cameo. Oh, did you really? What did he do? He, he he didn't seem very interested. Oh, but that's just uh, we Nick. We started getting kind of, uh, I don't know, um, our, our egos got a little inflated, so we, we felt that, you know, it never hurts to ask, and we started reaching out to a lot of people like I that agree. to see if they wouldn't mind. And Ernie said yes. I like Ernie. But Nick, just, yeah. you know, I, 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 matter of fact, I just saw Nick a couple of weeks ago. And he'll be coming to town again uh, a little bit. I'll just tell him to get his head out of his ass and go on your show. You'll be fine. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Not a problem at all. He's spooky enough the way it is anyway, for Christ's sake. You ever talk to him? I never talked to him directly, no. Well, he's scary. No, but I believe, um, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, one of my uh, 
uh, cohorts in this project, Corey Devaney, went to a comedy class with him years oh, ago, okay. some sort of improv class. So that's there how we reached it. out to him. Now, now, Jason, again, how old were you when you first started doing the, the whole idea behind Ghostbusters and 911? I started back in 2005 when we first picked up the camera. 2005, and okay. And you were how old? Hundreds of hours. <laughs> well, I, I converted my basement into a set piece. Oh, did you really? Well, that's nice. Yeah, the, the premise of the show is the events from the movie in 1984 actually happened. And in that universe, you know, there, there are monsters and, and demons all over the world. So not everything could just stay in New York. So the franchise branched out to all the major cities around the world. And the Twin Cities was one of those branches that we made it look like the camera crew was just following a day in the life of the Twin Cities branch. So mm-hmm. we needed to make it look like that we had some support from headquarters, but mostly our guys would be filming in an old firehouse. And we used an old firehouse, actually. Uh, I don't know if you know where the entrance on the Snelling State Fair is, the sure. midway entrance. Absolutely. There. There's an old one-engine brick firehouse there that used to be the Minnesota State Fair's firehouse. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking. Yep. Yep, and then uh, we asked the Shalom Home at the time. They had that retirement facility because they owned it to store their lawnmowers and equipment. We asked if we could film there. They said, yeah, by all means, but you got to clean it out. So (laughs) we spent four days gutting that place to make it look like a Ghostbusters headquarters. And then uh, we spent an entire weekend, uh, almost 24 hours, over and, uh, just filming all the scenes we could possibly think of that would require that firehouse. And then we would come back to that footage later and interject some of that to make it look like we're still sitting in the firehouse. Yeah, yeah. But we needed a place where, like in the movie, they stick the ghosts in, in a containment unit when they uh, pull it out of the trap. They put it into the wall in this, this contraption that they had. So we built our own version, and I, I built it in the basement of the house. So we had one wall full of just crazy equipment, lights blinking, computers running, all kinds of stuff. And it really helped with the production value of the show because we made it look like the guys were walking down the stairs of the firehouse and then coming down my stairs, and it all looks like it's a seamless uh, shot in, in the single place, in one place. That's very good. Now, if you yeah, ever, I, I sort of left it that way. <laughs> if you ever use this one line, I want to be the person to deliver the line because my friend, the dog, who's no longer with us, unfortunately, started laughing so hard at the Exorcist when he heard the young girl say this that I almost had to get up and leave because he wouldn't stop laughing. Everybody else was horrified, and he's laughing. But if you ever need to use the line, I want to be the one to deliver it on on Ghostbusters nine one one. You ready? Sure, let's hear it from the Exorcist. Lick me! He started laughing, Jason. I I thought he was going to piss his pants. He was laughing so hard that a little girl would say that in that demon voice. He thought it was terrible. Which was pretty funny, actually. That's awesome. It is awesome. You know, in the show, since we try to make it uh, a part of a franchise, we don't want to really tie our our show into the original universe directly. I understand. You never see us quoting from the movie. Our characters are their own characters. There's no relation to anybody. They're just a bunch of guys screwing around, 
nuclear accelerators on their back blowing stuff up. And that's kind of the premise of the show. They get into a lot of trouble. And where can people they find you? They burn down a customer's home. Oh, sure. That'll, that'll happen. Yeah, what sure. One of the proton packs goes critical, and there's a, a one kiloton nuclear explosion just outside of downtown St. Paul. So that that was my favorite scene to shoot. Actually. I would imagine. How did you pull that off? Um, you know the uh, Arden Hills Army Reserve base there off of Highway Ten. I certainly do. So they had an entrance there that had a, a guard shack, and we wrote the scene to make it look like they were having problems with poltergeist dropping bombs and such so they call the ghostbusters ghostbusters show up and nobody's at the gate but the alarm goes off in the back of the car and they realize one of the proton packs is overheating so Uh they pull it out and they can't stop it so they can't stop it from having a meltdown so they throw it into the snow and they realize it's about to go critical and they hop in the car and drive away as fast as they can and about two minutes later, they try to take shelter behind a snowbank, but there's a flash of light off in the distance and a mushroom cloud rising up. And I think that one appears in episode three, because in episode four, uh, that's when we realize the fallout of what happened. Department of Homeland Security is asking questions. I mean, we make it as, as real as we could in today's modern times. So now, Jason, where can people track the show down? <clears throat> Where are they? Where where can they find the show to watch Ghostbusters nine one one? Oh, we posted all of our episodes on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, you yeah. can just type Ghostbusters nine one one, or we have links right on our website at Ghostbusters nine one one dot com. And there we have you know we have uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, uh, some set photos throughout the years, and how I built a Ghostbuster car out of a sixty three Cadillac ambulance and. We have all the props and toys, too. And we're going to have it on display this weekend at the uh, Minneapolis Convention Center for GalaxyCon. They were kind enough to give us a a booth, and we're going to have the car on display, and we're going to host our own panel to talk about the show, what you hear today. And I think that's at 9.15 on Friday, November 8th. Okay, this this Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, yep. Uh, do you think, Jason, that eventually the Facebook Live, the the uh, YouTube television, is it going to blow away all these other television delivery services? Because the program, it absolutely is, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched broadcast television, I don't know, two years now? A lot of people. Andy, when's the last time you watched broadcast television? Uh, Wait a minute, you've been watching Deadwood. Well, yeah, but that's also like 13 years old. So. Well, that's true. <laughs> You're not helping them a whole lot. That's true. No. Yeah, people just don't. However, I do have to say, though, um, like uh, streaming services like CBS All Access, yeah. you know, they had that, yep. uh, you had to subscribe to watch the new Star Trek show. You could not yep. watch that right. on broadcast. Yeah, Twilight you know, Zone. So, Yep. Everybody's trying to carve their little niche in the market in the streaming services, but I think broadcast is, is going by the wayside, to be honest. Well, I tell you, I think Hollywood movies and Hollywood television is destroying the movies and television, and I'll give you a good example. Oh, absolutely. Have you heard about the new Terminator movie that had a very, it had a mediocre opening, did $29 million, which is not great. It's not bad, but it's not anywhere near great. Did you hear what oh, one of the I, premises I no. Uh, they start arguing about the border wall. Oh, my God. 
in Because that's what's important right now when a Terminator's <laughs> after oh me. I want to argue about the border oh, wall. I, I'm not making that up. Yeah, they start arguing about the, the border wall. Ah, they're just that's not going to It really is. I mean, yes, there are... I, I like going to watch a movie to escape all of that stuff. Exactly. I'm inundated with it every day. And you can't you know? escape it anymore. You can't because you sit no. in the theater and here it comes at you again. Yep, yep. Makes no sense to me. Minneapolis.galaxycon.com or Corey Devaney, C-O-R-Y-D-E-V-E-N-E-Y dot Wixite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash Ghostbustin 911. Jason Scobie, I appreciate your time today. It was really, really nice. It sounds like you're living your dream, Jason. That's wonderful. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. It's our great pleasure. Well, we'll see you this weekend. Sounds good. Thanks, Jason. Yep. Bye-bye. Jason Scobie, ladies and gentlemen, Ghostbusters. So you know him? Yes, I do. And how do you know him? Well, he's friends with Dave. I, Dave introduced me to Jason. And then um, so there's, like, some events that we, like, Crypticon and stuff like that. I know. I'm a nerd. No, no. Oh, I'm pushing the cookie. Oh. Yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to <laughs> give me this. I'm pushing my cookie. Yeah. I just automatically assume Wait a minute. That didn't sound good. I'm <laughs> pushing my cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but, no, Jason's great. And, and the kids love it. The kids, um, they, my kids, like, saw, like, the you know the ghostbuster car and they're like whoa that's so cool and they really go all out on trying to be authentic mm-hmm. as possible uh with the ghostbusting stuff but um jason's so funny because he dresses up as characters he's um uh silent bob from you know mm-hmm. jane silent bob mm-hmm. he looks just like him um he also dressed up <laughs> at kurt he dressed up as uh john goodman's character from the big lebowski and he looked oh, at, oh yeah. it was great. Even had the yellow, the yellow sunglasses and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's really cool that he gets to be a part of GalaxyCon. Uh, there's going to be, like I said, a lot of huge stars. I mean, we have uh, George Takai, William Shatner, a lot of the yeah, old. Yes, I saw uh, was it Michael Mike Coulter? Or what's his name from Luke Cage? Yes, he's going to be there. Michael Rooker is going to be there. I like Michael Rooker. Yeah, nice he's guy. pretty cool. And then uh, Dave Bautista. <laughs> was kind of bashing in the first hour. <laughs> Let me just uh, take a quick break here, and then we'll mm-hmm. be back uh, for part two. I'm trying to do my George Takai impression. Oh, my. Okay, no oh, my. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh, my. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? Real nice. (laughs) Chuck Knobloch. Chuck (laughs) Knobloch. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof that dream can come true. 
Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. I love this song. I love Jimmy Hendrix. Mm to it. Employees have been fired after a racist incident at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Illinois. Uh-oh. Oh, BW3. Your people. Yeah. I'm not saying which side. No, that's it. <laughs> uh, Mary Vall posted uh, on Facebook about the October 26th. Oh, Andy's birthday. Slugging it out on Andy's birthday. Which took place at a Naperville location where the group of 18 had gathered to eat. Her husband, Justin, revisited the host stand to clarify their party wasn't 15 people as originally communicated and was asked by the host, what race are you guys? <laughs> Why would you ask someone that? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. What race are you guys? The host, who Justin tells the Naperville son was black, like much of Val's group, explained two regulars who were seated next to the table being uh, prepared for their party were racist and didn't want black people seated next to them. I say that every Monday. <laughs> what good does it do to me? You know. In 2019, you don't want black people sitting next to you. Really? In Naperville, Illinois. What is that? I don't know. There's some parts of Illinois, though. The southern part. Oh, the southern part. Is is that where Naper is? I have no idea. Naperville. Where is that in relationship to Chicago? Is it Naperville? Yeah. Let me look it up. N-A-P-E-R-V-I-L-L-E. The reason I know about Naperville is there used to be a vinyl printing uh, factory down there for Capitol Records. That's why I know about Naperville. But I've never been there, and I don't know where it is. Oh, no. It's actually just outside of Chicago. It's just east of Aurora. See? Illinois. Way to go, Tevin. There we go. Just... Just ruining fancy dinners at Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) (laughs) Buffalo Wild Wings. I have a question for you. So you're going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and you don't think you're going to run into anything but white people, huh? Right. Yeah. Hey, guys, I don't want to sit next to black people. I'm going to a chicken wing restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Good choice. (laughs) Let's rethink what we're doing. You know, we were going to go to a rib place, but, you know, they hang out there. And... <laughs> yeah, so go to a chicken place. That makes Jesus more sense. Cow. Go somewhere where they serve, like, lefsa or lutefisk. Yeah. Then you got no problem. I'm, I wouldn't even go there. Uh, Gross. I honestly wouldn't even know where to find that stuff at a restaurant. Uh, no. no. Are there any restaurants that serve lutefisk? I'm sure there must be in Minnesota. I don't know. You're safe maybe not at a year Perkins? round, but maybe, like, Just seasonally. Go- yeah, maybe Perkins. Perkins. Yeah, you're safe at a Perkins because they're all closed. Oh, yeah. That's the number one reason. We went to Perkins yesterday. Where? Uh, over in Crystal. Oh, there's one in Crystal? Yeah. There's still the one on 50th in France. And or not was, 50th in France, 50th in Highway 100. It, yeah. did, it was doing pretty well. There's a few open. The, the one in Apple Valley still open. Oh, yeah. I um, love Perkin. Yeah. They, I don't know what happened. Uh, their food's kind of going. Oh, it's not great anymore. Yeah, it's not as good as it used to be, although their honey mustard. Oh, 
I can put that on everything. There you go. One manager told them the table had actually been reserved for a different party of 18, though the Sun reports a reporter who called the restaurant was told reservations aren't accepted. Meanwhile, we've told our waitress what was happening, and she makes a comment indicating that she's already aware he's a racist because he's a regular. <laughs> <laughs> he's a regular. Of course he's right. racist. You're that's, here all the time. That's Bob. He means well. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, honestly, God, think about it. Yeah, don't, don't worry about a thing. He's always been a racist. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well. That's so weird. <laughs> Here's what I love, too. Uh, Ma- writes Mary, her Facebook post shows the back of that regular who appears to be white. How is an establishment okay with serving people who try to control which types of people sit around them? If you don't want to sit next to certain people in a public restaurant, then you should probably eat dinner in the comfort of your own home. Well, I have a question for you. There are two of them and 18 of us. Could you move them? How about, you know, there's two of you. Go sit somewhere else. I know, right? right? <sighs> Don't, don't they have curbside pickup? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and when I'm at a restaurant, like, the people that I don't want to sit next to it has nothing to do with what race you are. It's like, oh, are you the bachelorette party that's wooing while taking yes, shots? Like, right. no, I don't want to sit next to you. Like, I'm just no. trying to sit here in peace. Like, that type of thing. Mm. The family ultimately chose to leave. A rep for the chain told the son that after conducting an internal probe, a service manager and shift manager were fired, as they should have been. Mm-hmm. So what was that woman's name that started Buffalo Wild Wings again? Sally. She's from Minnesota. She's from Richfield, no, yeah. Uh, let me look it up. Yeah, Sally. Buffalo Wild Wings started in Minnesota? Yeah. Or she's, oh, okay. I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, no. She she built, there's like 2,000 of those now or something. And if you look and see how many Buffalo Wild Wings there are in America. I think there are like 2,000 of them or something. Well, I mean, you can't drive more than like three blocks <laughs> without <laughs> seeing one. True. And they're huge, a lot of them. They're really big restaurants, so she did a hell of a job yeah. with that company. She, I don't uh, think she's with them anymore. 1,200 of them as 1200. of June Jeez. 2017, so probably oh, okay. more now. Because I remember when they, they first became popular and they were starting to sprout up all over the place. Like it was, there was no place like it. Like It was a completely revolutionary concept of just right. TVs everywhere and nothing oh, yeah. but sports and wings and beer. Well, this is okay. Well, they have some different names for founders. They do? Yeah. Who they got? Let's see. Founders. Well, there's Jim Disbro or uh, Scott Lowry, Bernard Spencer, and Elizabeth Brock is probably who you're thinking about. Elizabeth who? Brock. Sally Brock, is that right? Just Her name was Sally something. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a brilliant idea. It was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I think he got it from Art Song's Wings. That's what I think. You too young to know Art Song's yeah, Wings? No, I have no idea. Oh, oh here it I says it started in 1982, 37 years ago in Columbus, Ohio. Buffalo Wild Wings did? Uh, this is on Wikipedia. I don't know. Uh-oh. Somebody's lying. Somebody's mm-hmm. lying about well, something. Well, wait, here we go. However, the brand still runs its support center out of Minneapolis. See? So the headquarters are here. Oh, okay. So. I'm pretty sure they took over the entire company. <laughs> well, they did. I mean, it was out of Minnesota is where all the money came from. It's where all the do-re-mi came from to run the joint in the first damn place. Well, they got them everywhere. They have them in Canada, India, Mexico, Panama, Philippines, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and Vietnam. They got Buffalo Wild Wings in Vietnam? Yeah. I always love, like, when you hear about, like, McDonald's in, like, China that serves, like, sushi and, like, high-end, like, seeing the different menus. Yeah, like shrimp burgers. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Well, do you see see the latest on on that whole deal? Nah. 
the CEO of McDonald's oh, got yeah. fired. That for having a, I wanted they said because of a relationship with an employee. I want to know like how far down the totem pole, the floor, like the employee was. Was like the girl worked. Working the like, it was like the fry, the fry girl, like <laughs> the fry girl. Eden Prairie. Well, you like, know, it's a woman. It might be a guy. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. to each his own. Yeah. Whatever. You just want to know if they were Yeah, or not? I want to know. Like, it was this like, oh, this was like his senior partner, manager, lady, or. But here's a question I have for you. So you're the CEO of McDonald's. The stock price has gone up double since you got there. If all uh, for somebody want a relationship with them, why don't you say you should quit? And then I'll hire you to be my personal assistant uh, away from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. The guy's making $22 million a year plus bonuses. How, why would you throw that away? I don't understand that thinking at all. Yeah. I don't know either. Explain that to me. Why don't you just go, well, you know, it's against company policy. I can't be dating you. And by the way, it's for people who work there or are even connected to McDonald's. Well, he is a man, and he thinks with. His wiener, yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm sure if you like, I wonder how like how long the, like the relationship had been going on. But I'm sure if you like, hey guys, I think I like this girl. Yeah, can we work something around? Like I'm guessing there might have been a little flexibility if you would have roped some other people in. No doubt, mm-hmm. it, it just was handled very poorly, and I don't really understand why it was. So this guy's not married or anything. No, he's divorced apparently. Oh, yeah. okay, so it's not. So like yeah, it wasn't like an affair, thing. and like yeah. Because I can see why a company would want that, you know, to fire somebody because of that. Because that's going to, yeah. you know, the scandal's going to get out. And especially if you're a CEO of a large company like McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And, oh, he's having an affair on his wife with somebody who works. I can see that. But, yeah, if he's right. divorcing, he can date whoever he wants. Not in the company you can't. No, that's the I know. whole problem. Sorry, we have a rule against it. Don't be doing it. And that's... But, again, all he had to do was say, honey, you quit. Uh, yeah, here he is right here. He looks like a weirdo. Does he? Yeah, the guy below him got a hell of a pay raise, though. What was his name? Kemp Brzezinski, yeah, I think I his name it. is. Something like that. He's like, yes, finally. <laughs> That's probably the one that told on him. How do you remember when I was only making $3 million a year, and now I'm making $22 million a year? Things are going pretty damn well. He's a 52-year-old Brit. Hmm. Typical Englister. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Howard, or what, Ernest T. Bass on the Andy Griffith Show? Andy, how come you brought that Englishster to town? Englishster? Call him an Englishster, <laughs> yes, exactly. It was wonderful. Yeah, the guy's name is Kemzinski. Steve brought me into McDonald's, and he was a patient and helpful mentor, Kemzinski says. As for McD's relationship policy, from uh, it's forbidden. Managers are forbidden from having romantic relationships with direct or indirect reports. So, in other words, even if you drive the truck that brings them the hamburger, mm-hmm. you can't bang them. Mm-hmm. Right, there's got to be nerve wracking. Because McDonald's, like, there's a lot of moving pieces in like McDonald's for like distributors stuff like that. You have to give your girlfriend a background. Millions of employees. Give your girlfriend a background check. Do you or anybody you know work at McDonald's in the past five years? Mm -hmm. Can't date you. (laughs) No, but I ate at Burger King once. (laughs) (laughs) Does that matter? That probably even worse. Romeo and Juliet action. Speaking (laughs) of that, did you see what Burger King? uh, Yeah, I think it was. Or was it McDonald's? One of them, like, went over and, like, covered up McDonald's or something with these, like, sh- big white sheets, the whole building, uh-huh. as a Halloween joke. I think it was Burger King to McDonald's. That was hilarious. Oh, God. Yeah. The comment section. It's always good for oh, something. Oh, let's hear them. <laughs> well, can the Hamburglar actually consent? <laughs> <laughs> 
was having an affair with the Hamburglar. Oh. I like it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He's loving it. Maybe a little too much. Yeah. That's nice. Much missing from the story. Is he married? Was he, her, his direct boss? Did it change the direction of the office? Uh, we uh, others were, it says we others harmed. I think they meant were others harmed by the relationship. Millions of couples meet at work. Millions of people date at work. So because there are a certain group of men and women who take advantage of others, now just dating a coworker gets you fired. It's company policy, dumbass. How can people not grasp things like that? Right. Doesn't matter what you think. It's company policy. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. I just thought, why should they get fired? Because they broke the right. rules. They, they knew what they signed up for. Exactly. Like, why is it? Why can't anybody follow the rules anymore? I just don't understand. There are rules. There are laws. And you need to follow the rules and the laws. Because when you don't, people show up at your house party at 85th and Penn in Bloomington and kill somebody. Because everybody's special. God. A house right. party in Bloomington. A guy oh. gets shot to death. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I just, I, I don't really understand it. I, I, I don't understand at all why, where we're headed with this. I'm not following any rules. Well, then get the hell away from me. That's all I'm saying. If you can't follow the rules, I don't want you anywhere near me. It's too dangerous, don't you think? Oh, yeah, especially in today's day and age where you can get pulled over for speeding and then end up getting shot or somebody, people that break the rules, right. drunk driving. Like, it's, yeah, it's all a million ways to die. <laughs> it's true. A million ways, a million ways to, to die. die. Remember that show? What was that? A million ways to there die. There was like because he went a million ways yeah. to die. They like list off all these like th- right. ways to die. Like, Absurd. Like, yeah. Like uh, right. there's a uh, there's like a million ways or the fact that we survive every day is a miracle because for each day we live you face. A million, a million ways, ways to, to die. die. Yes. Where was that show? I remember that show. Wasn't it like on True TV before yeah, it, was, it was True TV? It was like, yeah, it was like True TV or like Spike I think TV. It, so I don't yeah, know. I One can't of those. Remember. Oh, it was darker. Spike, I think. Yeah, that was, I used to love that show. I did too, but I, I don't remember it very, very. I, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark is back. Did you see that? I think it's on Netflix, maybe. It or? was on Spike. It was, it was on Spike. Spike. Was it, is it over already? Like Death by Shopping over. Cart. Are oh, you talking about A Thousand Ways to Die? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And cause the, oh, A Thousand Ways to Die. Yeah. <clears throat> that show was like never anything like that I actually was scared like this might be the way I go. It would be like, oh, some lady got stung by a million killer bees in Africa, and mm-hmm. that's how she died. It was never like... I remember the promos because a guy, that's when the lady came down the stairs and found out. There are a million ways to die. Yes. There you go. I remember that now. I swear, there was like one where somebody died by a shopping cart. Yeah. What? Yeah. I I recently looked up the, like the, uh, whatever intro video for that because I was going to make a video for the Vikings and be like Mm -hmm. a million ways to lose and like have field goal kickers missing left and shank punt. Shank. Oh my gosh. Don't get me started. Hideous. Oh Mm. God. In 30 seconds, we got to talk to Kostaki. (laughs) It's going to be painful as hell. Oh Oh my God. What are you going to do? Joel Green says, is it me or does that guy actually look like Ronald McDonald without the makeup? (laughs) And Bose. Oh, clown. The last name is O clown. Bose. Oh, clown. More and more each day, the movement to make the male sex drive illegal gains momentum. Ooh, the male sex drive. We're all in deep shit. Okay, we'll be right back. Kostaki Economopolis will ridicule all Viking fans right after this. 
Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that due to the tremendous results and success from hundreds of people like me, that the 40-Day Ultimate Weight Loss Program, powered by Nutramost, has opened a second location, conveniently located in Edina at France Avenue and 494. With this program, you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds in just 40 days. If you're serious about losing weight, feeling years younger and healthier, then this is for you. Ultimate's plan is the only weight loss plan to be strong, science certified for efficacy and safety. Schedule an immediate consultation in their newly dining location or in Plymouth or attend their free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, October 14th at Tavern on France Avenue in Edina. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from client-submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutramost Weight Loss Programs. See website for full disclaimer details, ultimatewl.com. It was a cold November morning in Minnesota when Kostaki Apam Akamalababa. <laughs> oh, something like that. No, I didn't want to say anything, but I know we're going to be ridiculed over and over and over again because our team. All November mornings in Minnesota are cold. Yeah, the cold November. It was a hot November morning. Yeah, you don't ever hear that. That's true. You're absolutely right about that. Hey, my team didn't play, so we get to make fun of your team finally. Yes, we do, because that thing was a disaster. Yeah, right? It was a change of pace, though. The Vikings lost because the other team made field goals. That's a photo negative of what usually happens. That's exactly right. Well, at least Colquitt shanked one dead left. That was one of the worst putts I've ever seen in my entire life. And, by the way, we changed his name to Shanky Doodle. <laughs> Nice. That's a tough nickname for a kicker. <laughs> Shanky Doodle is your nickname. <laughs> that stings a little. Yeah, that's not good. But anyway, I watched the game, and I wish I hadn't. Cousins, yeah. he's uh, He was so inaccurate, he was named a Fox News host. That's oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Write me a strongly worded email, everybody. No, we'll just do this. Uh, Here's Kostaki at the house. C-N-N. Anyway, going forward. Vikings football is a lot like sex. It's embarrassing to do it with your cousins. Uh, (laughs) How how long did Brian Miller work on that one? We've we've been we've been working on that joke for decades. Good, now. good. I'm, finally, I'm glad we finally got that. it right. <laughs> we finally got it right. Magnificent. <laughs> the Chiefs and Vikings punters are brothers. Did you hear that? That's a that what? sort of trickled yeah. through at the end I didn't of the weekend. Know that. Yeah. So this I game had cousins, know. brothers, and Tyree Kill, who's a real mother effer. So it's a, it was a family. He is a, a real mother affair. for you. You know, no doubt about that. Guy's got some talent. Oh, he's great. He's great on the field, at least. Uh, well, there is that, yes. 
some death row inmates have asked to transfer to Cleveland because they can't execute anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. We'll give you that one. <laughs> that team is struggling. I actually had a pretty good weekend of football because all three of my fantasy teams won. My favorite real team had a bye, so they didn't lose finally. And uh, and my second favorite team, whoever is playing the Patriots, got to win. Yay! Is that unbelievable? The Patriots lose to them. That hey, I think that team's for real. I think that's going to be. Uh, that's one of their real speed bumps to the Super Bowl. I think the Ravens. We'll, yeah, we'll see. Ravens can 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 bring it. No doubt. Mm-hmm. One thing I will tell you: when you said that your your all three of your fantasy teams won this weekend, yeah, that means that you didn't don't have one fantasy team from the NFC North. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot of players. So that was a tough tough weekend for that division. All <laughs> yeah, four teams lost. What a, That's crazy. When's the last time that happened? Good God. And all the home teams won. Yeah. That was a weird. The, yep. Both of those are really weird. Yep. Yeah. Right. I agree. It was bizarre. Uh, we had a London game. Uh, the Jags uh, brexited with a big loss. <laughs> brexited. Uh, usually when a Jaguar dies in England, it requires a tow truck, but not in this case. I like it. And plenty of them have, <laughs> I, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if Gardner Minshew translates to England. Maybe I, th- I feel like Gardner Minshew is what British people think all Americans look like. <laughs> yeah, probably. Just cocky with a mustache and jean shorts. <laughs> jean, I hate jean shorts, except on women. <laughs> it's fine on women. Oh, yeah. Daisy Dukes are all right? Yeah, Daisy Dukes. We you like, like the cut-off look on men? Oh, God, I hate that. So <laughs> afraid. The frayed bottom. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Broke? <laughs> Jesus. Crocs are yeah, even better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Crocs with cut-off jeans. <laughs> now we're talking. That's a look. Could you put on a wife beater and make it complete? How about that? <laughs> Jesus. How did we get away with calling that shirt that? I know, a wife beater. It's, like, <laughs> it's a little direct, don't you? A little harsh. That's one of the least PC nicknames of anything ever. There's a well, significant other beater. It's 2019. Remember <laughs> what it was right. called before that? Well, it might not have been in your neighborhood, but it was in mine. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, yeah. The wife beater, before it was called a wife beater, my neighborhood was called a Dago T. Oh. oh wow! So you know the Dagos weren't too happy about that. I'm sure well, that's sort of a kind of a thing. That's sort of a lateral move. Yeah, it's kind of a lateral move. Go from Dagos to wife beater. Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> I saved that one for Zansevier. Oh. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Aww. Oh, that makes me laugh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's some of those that I. You know, it's such a PC culture. There are some things that have escaped that I've never heard anybody complain about. And to me, the number one on that list is uh, we describe how much someone sucks at golf with the word handicap. Yeah. How did they get away with that for all these years? He needs a higher handicap. Yeah. Great. Thanks. How much do you suck at golf? I'm terrible at golf. I get to park right up front. I, I am bad at golf. <laughs> oh, I could tell you you have time for a one-minute story. Oh, yeah, of course. I am not kidding you. Uh, I'm waiting at the front door for my friend to come and join me for a round of golf. There's another guy standing there next to me. My guy starts walking toward me, and the guy he's waiting for coming toward him. And as his guy gets closer to him, the guy next to me says to him, I got to warn you, I'm not very good at golf. The guy he was talking to had one arm. (laughs) 
Oh. Well, I bet he's worse. <laughs> uh, you got to tell him how bad you are in golf. You're you're about to lose to a one-armed dude. That's how bad you are at golf. Although there was a woman who was who, who had lost one of her arms from the elbow down, and she could clip her arm onto the golf club. So, and she was actually really good. She wow. was a really good player. It was really cool. Nice. But not this guy. He was just a loser. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Ty Cobb beat up a uh, a guy with one arm at some point in his career. And no hands. <laughs> Is yeah, that right? No hands? And even the arm didn't have a hand on it. I mean, think how much of an a-hole you have to be <laughs> to get somebody to beat you up. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the situation. Oh, yeah? Well, I'll punch you. What are you going to do? Not to defend Ty Cobb in this dynamic. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I understand that completely. <laughs> There's two sides to that story. Somebody was mouthing off somewhere. That's true. Uh, the the Dolphins finally won. How about that? Yes, That's a they fun did. story. That was good. They can't even win at losing this team. They finally <laughs> they finally had a, had an identity, and now they blew it. Way to go! You you screwed up losing. Way to go! <laughs> uh, they beat the Jets. Oh, it's weird to see a jet tank, which oh. sounds like something the president thinks our military has. Thank you very much. You know, I'm telling Send you. Send the jet tanks into Afghanistan. <laughs> nobody, I don't care how many more presidents I live through, nobody will ever top. We guarded the airports during the revolution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the American Revolution. It's hard, yeah. it's hard to pull that's off. That's like there, an though. SNL sketch. You can't believe that's a real moment. <laughs> it's true. We kept the airports <laughs> safe. Well, I bet you did, yeah. From airplanes, mostly. Because <laughs> there weren't any yet, but, you know. All right, it. I don't usually do politics, but I do have a weird premise. We may as well sashay into that. Yes, okay. The, the Democratic primary race is heating up, so I was wondering yes. about the candidates and who they root for in the NFL. Mm-hmm. How's that for a premise? I Pedro love it. O'Rourke, should, he should be a Falcons fan because they also have given up, you see. Thank you. you. Thank you very works. much. Okay, works. Uh, uh, Bernie is in Vermont, so he could be a New England fan, but he would prefer to dismantle the Patriots and redistribute their wealth. <laughs> <laughs> I like centrists like you. It works for me. I like his Tom Brady for all plan. That seems hopeful. Yeah. Um, uh, Biden should root for the Cowboys because we all remember when they were good. Um, oh, that's Grandpa. Okay. <laughs> and the Cowboys are also run by an eccentric old guy who should have given up control a long time ago. That's true so, as well. Very match. true. Uh, in fact, that could be Biden's campaign slogan: Jerry Jones, but without the hookers. That's nice. Ooh. Jerry Jones without uh, the hookers. Aren't you talking about Bob Kraft now? <laughs> no, no. He's with the hookers. Different he's, hookers. Okay. He's embraced. Yeah. He might use a different word, but it's the same. Yeah. Explain this to me, will you? You're a billionaire. You can't go out with anybody else other than a hooker? I mean. Yeah. What, how? Right. How, well, how did that, that happen? That doesn't make even? any sense. No, it doesn't. I guess you... Is it the old expression? I've never been in this situation, but it's the old expression of you pay them to go away, right? I guess. That, so you don't have all of the complicating factors after? Like conversation? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems... I, I, that's a puzzle to me, too. I don't and it warms my middle-class heart that a billionaire has to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. It yeah. makes no sense to me. Uh, Mayor Pete should be a Browns fan. They're fun to root for, but no real chance, right? Oh. <laughs> Kamala, she she could be a Chargers fan, 
uh, also surprisingly unpopular on her home turf. <laughs> That's true, too. And every time you go to a campaign rally of hers, you see jerseys of other candidates. All right. Uh, Cory Booker's in New Jersey. He could pick Jets or Giants, right? Yes. And all, and all three of them have about a 2% chance of winning it all this year. That's true. Uh, collectively. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Elizabeth Warren, she's a Redskins fan, but just barely. <laughs> oh, that's cold. It's funny, but cold. But one one thousand twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah, very, very <laughs> tiny bit of her is a Redskins. Really loves the Redskins. Okay, well, that's good. Very, very little. Oh God, unbelievable. Uh, the Browns. I don't know. I want them to be good, and they're just not. Someday they'll be good. Someday, again. They were ordered to change their cleats at halftime. Uh, two of the wide receivers. Uh, apparently they made them put on fuzzy bunny slippers because <laughs> he was not running fast. That was it. They were not good. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's like the anti-Garfield. He probably hasn't had lasagna in two decades. You got that right. right. Why would you even want to live? I'd rather, seriously. <laughs> How does he got? Here, I'm going to eat I'm gonna eat a root, and then I'm going to have a sip telling. of rain water. Why would you want to live? <laughs> Why do you want to live like that? Ugh. <laughs> Forget the fact that he's married to Giselle Bunchen, makes a ton of money. No lasagna? No, just. I'm sorry, gone. you're out. <laughs> I don't get any lasagna, you got to go. I'm, you're done. Uh, no, no, no. It's funny, like I, you know, I'm not a smoker, so I don't, I don't relate to that exactly. But I think if, I think if eating ca- every cashew I ate would take a minute off my life, I would still eat them. Right? Absolutely, you know what I mean? you would. We all have would. these, whatever your thing is, right? I have a question for you, and you would know this. <laughs> Who gets bored first in a conversation between Bunchen and Brady? Neither one of them has a personality <laughs> at all. I say Giselle. Not no, with Brady. I think really Brady, not. you can entertain him with stupid humor. Hey, let me because tell you. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Probably. why. That's how I entertain myself, actually, so it all works out. Yeah, They're I don't an know. interesting pair. Yeah. They, just, uh, they, they just could count their money, compare bank accounts. How do you Brady. walk away from Bridget Moynihan, though, man? That had to be tough. Oh. Because he has a baby with her. Yeah. Right. Why do we never hear about that baby? No, you that's, never that's do. That's white privilege, right? Yeah. Is, <laughs> white privilege, baby. How old is that kid? Got to be 10. Or maybe yeah. more than that now. Oh, it's more, me... it's, yeah, I would say 12, 13. 12, 13, okay, yeah. Does he I play quarterback? Does he, does he want to replace Kirk Cousins? He wants to be a supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> we can't you know, even replace Kirk Cousins. That's nice. <laughs> I don't want to get sexist because I know it's a touchy subject, but Tom Brady is like an unbelievable expert at what he does. He's the best yes, in the he, world at what yeah, he does. He is. You're that right. he makes a giant pile of money makes perfect sense to me. Right. Why? Well, how does she make more money than him? I don't understand. She does. Aren't there? Mm. Can you go to any college campus and grab thirty women who look good and still photos? I don't understand. I how don't is, either. The child. Am I missing something about the craft of modeling? The and... craft. <laughs> the Listen craft. to the craft. The child is I don't not understand. 11. Child yeah. 11. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. We've never heard of that kid. What's the no. kid's name? Uh, the son is John or Jack Edward Thomas Brady. Just call him bastard for short. There's a Catholic reference if you ever heard well, one. Well, right? see, he's, he started dating Giselle. 
when he found out Bridget was, was pregnant. Yeah. That's so true. That he had already broken up. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Talk Still, about a scandal. Yeah people, yeah, people don't like to talk about Tom Brady's past life because he's the perfect poster uh, he, child. Yeah, he's an NFL. odd duck for me. Like, for some reason, I feel like he is so entertained by, like, cat videos and just, like, sleeping correct. Or, no, I think that's right. You know what I'm saying? I, I just don't see the appeal in him. I don't find him that attractive. I don't know. He is You a don't good find that Tom Brady attractive? I don't. Pretty damn I, handsome guy, isn't he? Like, to me, I'm, uh, like... I don't know. I like kind of big, burly guys. He's just, mm-hmm. like, too pretty and perfect pretty. looking that I don't find that attractive. No getting huh. around. <laughs> and then he probably just, sits there and laughs at Cap. You, so. you, just, you just warmed the heart of 80% of the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. I like big, burly guys. I don't need I a pretty, do. skinny guy. Who needs that? And if he's oh. got some extra fat, that's even well, better. Right. My, I favorite, like my favorite is when you see the pictures of Tom Brady like on the beach, because he looks like somebody that has no business playing in the NFL, oh, but yeah. he's the greatest quarterback to ever lace up a pair like, of To me, Jared Allen's more attractive than Tom Brady. Okay. Wow, you know that's interesting. Yeah, to me, that's just my personal preference, but right. You know. I like he threw that. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> whenever <laughs> whenever Kostaki says, "Well, that's interesting," <laughs> means he's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, my I, my wife had the opposite. Like my wife doesn't follow football at all. And a few years ago, there was some moment, and and uh, I said, "God, he is he's so pretty." He was on the screen, and she goes, "Is that Tom Brady?" She had never seen him, and she kind of leaned in. She goes. Oh, <laughs> it was like a, it was like a, it was like a visceral moment that wasn't planned. And at the time, Tim Tebow was the backup quarterback on that team, and both of them are like ridiculously like GQ hot, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I say, didn't, what about Gar- what about Garoppolo? Does he do it for you? That guy's like crazy. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I don't know quarterbacks no? to me. They're too just too jockey, pretty looking. Most yeah. of them. So right. I kind of like the linebackers. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. That's, that's good. That's good. It gives, it gives the men of the world hope. Yes. Uh, all right, let's close on some Josh Gordon comedy, shall we? I love it. Uh, Seahawks picked up Josh Gordon this week. Wait, the guy struggling to stay sober? You're going to put him in the most depressing climate in America? <laughs> uh, well. The original home of the heroin explosion, Kurt Cobain's hometown? True. Good <laughs> that, point. That's where you're going to go? Uh, word is the Seahawks were looking at Antonio Brown before picking up Josh oh, Gordon. So God. They went stoner over boner. <laughs> <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, I guess yeah. that's the closer. Yeah. All right. Kostaki, <laughs> always a great pleasure, man. The, the pleasure is mine. Go Vikings. I am a Vikings fan now, so stop blowing it up there. Go Let's Vikings and take the Falcons with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Thanks a lot. See you guys. See you. Talk to you tomorrow with the family.